0: Welcome to the Be Kind Podcast with your host, Joe Kirchner, presented by the Animal Advocates of South Central Pennsylvania.
1: Welcome everybody to the Be Kind Podcast, and we're part of the Animal Advocates' mission to create a more compassionate world for all living creatures, whether on the winning kickball team or the losing kickball team or not playing kickball at all. All animals and peoples are beloved, and we're here to make that a reality. And while I'm talking about that, because we just got done with an awesome picnic at a local park here in York, Pennsylvania, with some other like-minded vegans and animal lovers. And afterwards, we all came over, and Amy is now here to join us and talk a little bit about her vegan story and the things she's been up to. And we're also joined by, as usual, John. Hello,
2: and uh, Fernando's
1: and nope. Fernando's. Canf- Fernandos. We, uh, my cat Victor has a new furry friend. Now it's a party. <laughs> So, Amy, uh, before we get started too much in depth with things, do you just want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your vegan journey and what really gets you motivated.
2: I actually, you know what? I don't know how long I've been vegan, which is very weird. I know some people have a veganversary. Is that what you call it? It's
0: pretty close. veganversary. Veganversary, it's-
2: Okay. I do not have a veganversary just because I can't remember. So, I've either been vegan for like five years or like eight or nine. I've Oh,
0: okay, somewhere in between. Here. somewhere
2: in between, yes. I think it's probably closer to eight or nine, but I, I'm really not certain. So so part of the reason I don't know when my vegan anniversary is is because I went vegan very gradually. So at the time, and I don't really remember like what it was that made me decide to go vegan. You would think that would stick out in my mind. But I don't remember like seeing a documentary or you know, like slaughterhouse footage or anything like that. So, but I do remember that I had a method to my madness because I specifically remember cutting out what I explained to people was like supposedly the most sentient animal and working my way back. So like, I think I cut out, you know, like mammals first, like cows and pigs and things. And then I think I cut out cheese at some point and then fish. And basically, I just cut out one thing at a time until I was fully vegan. Yeah,
1: it's really interesting how it's sometimes just a gradual process for a lot of people. And how was that experience with people in your life as you're slowly transitioning to veganism? Did anyone ask any questions or did you have to have any interesting conversations?
2: I don't, I don't, you know what? I I have a horrible memory, so it's possible I did. I don't remember having a lot of conversations at the time. I was actually vegetarian for a bunch of years. And then the person I was living with was not vegetarian, and I ended up backsliding and eating meat for a while. Which I'm, I must not have been too vegan for the animals, if I backslid. I think I think the idea of eating meat just made me kind of like uncomfortable, and that's why I went vegetarian initially. But I, you know, I didn't look too far into it. And so then after I backslid, then some point after that, that's when I started to take away one thing at a time, so.
1: Yeah, and we've actually had Dieter on before, and he was also vegan or vegetarian for a while, and then he went back yeah, to full-blown. He,
0: yeah, he had his ups and downs, too. So, yeah, it's, it's a common thing. It, it really is. I, I know a few people that have done that.
2: Yeah, I, I kind of go by, I think I moved into my current apartment around 2012. I think I was vegan around that time, which, that's, well, that's nine years so maybe it is nine years. <laughs> hey, you I know kind me. of think of my vegan birthday as like, I don't know for sure when Fernandos was born. Okay. I don't even know for sure when I was born. So <laughs> we're kind of both timeless, me and Fernandos and my veganism. Okay. So I like that. I like that, to I like that too. <laughs> that makes it sound really epic. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and you've been involved with Animal Advocates really ever since the beginning. So activism seems like it's been a big part of your veganism. What kind of activism... Do you really feel attached to or, or do you do in both during Animal Advocates or any other times in your life?
2: Do you know what? John and I were just talking about this at the picnic. And I said the first time I found out about Animal Advocates was when, I don't even know how I found out about this event. It must have been like, I don't know, online or something, but probably on Facebook. I joined you guys for a Chalktivism event on Front Street in Harrisburg. And I was chalking alongside you guys. I met Adrian, and it was the first time I was ever aware that there were other vegans in the area besides myself. I thought I was alone on the deserted island, and then I <laughs> ran into somebody else, and I'm like, oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. So other kinds of activism, obviously, we table a lot in the animal advocates. So I'm very used to tabling, as many of you know. <laughs> and I also do I also do random type things, like I'll leave pita vegan, what's that? a vegan starter kit. I'll leave that with, you know, like if if Mm -hmm. a friend has a business, I'll leave some or I'll leave some. When I go to like a doctor's office, I'll take some into my doctor, some leaflets, and he'll just like see me coming and roll his eyes. (laughs) So I do a lot of random stuff like that. And I also recently got into, like everybody knows about how you can do online outreach, like on Facebook and things like that. But Mm -hmm. I recently discovered an app called Clubhouse which apparently social audio is like the n- next big thing. And I joined in February. I was I was invited by somebody. It used to be invitation only, but as of like three days ago now, like every Tom, Dick, and Harry can come in. <laughs> but um, it used to be by very exclusive <laughs> invitation only. And so I joined. I didn't know what it was. And I just started. You go into different rooms. You go into a room based on the name. So there's a number of vegan rooms in there and you just join and you it's cool you get to sometimes bump into some celebrities i go into a lot of rooms with colleen patrick kudrow Kudrow. Mm -hmm. cool yeah and we chat and if you want to say something you hit the raise your hand button and then if the moderators like you they'll bring you up on stage quote unquote and when it's your turn to speak you can just say whatever you want that's awesome yeah Hmm. and i even know somebody on there who's a vegan who's in all the vegan rooms Page, something or other. She will purposefully go into the non-vegan rooms. That's the cool part. She goes into, what is it, the Agriculture Community Alliance or whatever it's called. She goes in there frequently. I see her in there. I'm like, oh, girl, you are brave. <laughs> and I see her hanging out in there and she, they know her in there. They're like, oh, Paige, come on up. Oh, wow. And she... I don't know how she's gotten to be friends with them, but they obviously none of them agree with her views, but they tolerate her and they, you know, that they listen to what she has to say because she's very like respectful and, you know. So one cool thing is that you can write your own bio, which people can click on when they see you in a room. Like they'll pick on, click on your picture, your picture will get bigger, and then they'll read all the things under your name. And so I like to put something right at the top because I don't assume people are gonna read the whole thing. So I'll put like, right now, I think mine says, peace, love, vegan, peace begins on your plate. You can't love animals and eat them too. So, and the other thing is, it's really easy to change what's on your bio. So you can change it depending on what room you go into. So if I see a room that's like, you know, peace lovers united i'll I'll for sure have that at the top of my you know peace begins on your plate and then i'll just enter the room with no intent to like say anything but i know especially if it's a small room there's like five or six people they're probably going to notice you and they're going to click on your bio and then they're going to read that right to me that's sort of a form of activism just to kind of make people think Mm -hmm. but yeah there's tons of stuff you can do on there it's really interesting
1: yeah, i like those points it's it harkens back to a theme we see time and time again in the show where it's one of the best ways to make vegans is have them hang out with other awesome vegans and just have normalized the lifestyle and see there's people out there who are vegan but also just good people that you don't have to be a quote-unquote weirdo or <laughs> militant or anything or extreme to be vegan you can just be a normal person hang out in a clubhouse also vegan and just putting that message out there in any way shape or form almost in a Less in-your-face ways sometimes can be more effective than throwing blood on somebody wearing a fur coat, which could also be effective too. I've never tried it, but I'm sure it really gets people noticed too.
2: Yep, yep. I actually ran into a guy on there recently who's running for what is it, California Senate, and he on a, like a veganish type platform. And I was able to. Oh, the other thing is they just introduced direct messaging on Clubhouse, so you can actually directly message people. And I. At the time, they hadn't introduced that. So I Instagram messaged him or whatever the kids call that. And <laughs> and I told him about, like, you know, Agricultural Fairness Alliance. I told him about DXE. I told him about a bunch of stuff. And he was like, wow. He's like, how do you know so much about all this stuff? And I was like, I really don't. I just, I'm vegan and I try and keep my ears open for something that sounds important. And so that was cool. I was able to tell him all this stuff. And it sounds like he's really, you know, making a difference. So.
1: I've heard of DxE before. I've never heard of Agricultural Fairness Alliance. Could you talk a little bit more <sighs> about them?
2: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, I just, I know the general, I know they're um, focused on, oh, you put me on the spot, Joe. Oh, I'm going to get you later. Um, <laughs> something about subsidies and trying to make them so that they don't go all toward animal ag and so that they're more fairly distributed, I think. Oh, okay.
1: yeah, I've heard of similar moves where the way meat and animal products are accessible to the average consumer is thanks to these subsidies from the government that make the price point so low that it has the financial benefits for farmers to create these products. Whereas if those didn't exist, they wouldn't be a feasible thing economically for consumers to have. Okay. And so I think they're trying to get to shift those subsidies over to fruits and vegetables rather than animals. So those can be more accessible and more the norm rather than paying $2 for a dozen eggs. Right. But now I've been well, everyone here has been vegan so long. that When I see, like, a special on animal's flesh at the restaurant, I'm thinking, I have no idea if that's a good price or not anymore. Yeah. Mm. But still, it makes me very concerned when I see a dozen eggs for 99 cents. I'm thinking there's no way that's economically feasible without some type of big government help coming down. Yeah.
2: Then I've also heard that if the money goes, I don't know if this is true, but something like if the money goes towards the crop agriculture, like a lot of the crops are grown for livestock, so I'm not... Ex- I'm not exactly sure how that works, but that's just my general understanding of what that movement is. Right.
1: Yeah. A lot of the subsidies and things for vegetables and grains go towards grains that are fed towards animals that are going to be used for animal agriculture. So I always always describe it as building a bunch of bicycles, then breaking them down and using their parts to build a car. It seems very inefficient. Right. Whereas you could just ride the bicycle instead of having to break them and make the car. I can just eat the plants instead of... Using the plants to feed an animal and then eat the animal. It's cutting out the middleman. Exactly.
2: Can you use bicycle parts to make a car? <laughs> I gotta work <laughs> I like on the metaphor. A, I feel there. like there's a better <laughs> analogy out there somewhere. <laughs> we get your idea.
1: So, okay. if anyone has known you for any period of time, they know you have a, an amazing dog named Fernando's and you are a fantastic dog. I'm trying to think owner, I don't like that word. Oh, so. no. What's the term you use when you describe your relationship with your companion animal? And I have
2: to admit, I did use owner for a number of years. And I think it was Adrian that I heard her say, like, yeah, I don't really like that word. But now that I've made the switch, now anytime somebody says owner, I'm just like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Sounds like a horrible word. But um, I don't know. I guess guardians some people use. That's a good one. I like yeah, that one. Guardian. I like that. Yeah. So, yeah, Fernandos, we were just... I think he might be eating the cat food again. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Uh, Oh, no, he's actually just hanging out right here. Okay.
2: I adopted him. We were just talking about his fake slash shelter birthday was yesterday. I adopted him when he was two and a half, the shelter guesses. And I know that I've had him for seven and a half years. So he is approximately 10 years old, give or take a year. (laughs) So he is vegan as well, except for the occasional treat that the local, like, supply store worker offers him um i hate to make them feel bad but um yeah he is vegan he is still quite spry for 10 he leaps like a gazelle all over my apartment when he's in the mood like literally um like his back feet come up and everything he is a handful he is sometimes quite a jerk which no one ever sees that side of him but me and that's okay no one ever has to know <laughs> he's like why are you but, talking about me like that <laughs> but um other other than that he is he is very sweet when he's not being bad
0: no. I love yes. that he just gave you side eye when you said Did that
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes so he I started him out on vegan kibble and there's a lot of different options out there as far as vegan kibble goes but I've tried to kind of reduce his kibble intake over the years as I've learned that's probably not the best diet for him so i was just talking to somebody at the picnic about this he gets like vegan halo wet food which he loves every night as his s-n-a-c-k i can't say the word he'll expect it as is that he gets a tiny handful of about seven or eight pieces of wild earth vegan kibble as his s-n-a-c-k and then a couple hours later he'll get his actual meal which is wet halo if you go to compassion circle i believe it is.com they offer a supplement for vegan dogs called veggie dog he also gets a mix of like grapeseed oil a few drops of that some apple cider vinegar some chia and flaxseed blend some nooch and he also gets flora 4 which is sprouted seeds of all different kinds which has like probiotics and things like that and then i'll give him whatever vegetables i have cut up in the refrigerator and maybe like a piece of fruit for dessert so
1: he eats better than most people wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because
0: dogs even eat like blueberries and stuff like that too like oh, it's yeah. different. Yeah, yeah
2: yeah and he can be a little bit picky sometimes but usually with the fruit but when it comes to veggies he eats most veggies if it's mixed in with the rest of his food
0: yeah, it's kind of funny. Is he picky? Like, does he spit the food out? Like, he'll pick out one little thing that he spits oh, out? Oh, Lord, yes. <laughs> like,
2: he, if I give him a piece of salad, and he likes the dressing... He'll roll it around in his mouth, get the dressing off, and then spit the piece of lettuce out. That's
0: cute. Yeah. yeah. M- my dog, Mullet, he he will actually specifically look for peas, and he will spit them out. I don't know how he <laughs> finds them, but like there'll be a little pile of peas after like he's done eating. It's like, how did you find those? Oh, my gosh.
2: That's totally Fernando's, isn't it? But for some reason, he is also a freak for bread. I can't explain It, it can be any kind of bread, bagel, pizza crust, straight bread. And I only give him like a really tiny, tiny pieces, but Mm -hmm. if there's bread, like he will never turn that down, basically. (laughs) I have no idea why.
1: I know that feel. (laughs) (laughs) Bread is very good. I can't fault him for that. So, it's, it seems that you got the vegan food down for Fernando. He seems incredibly healthy, and I have never seen a beagle that skinny and healthy-looking. All the beagles I've ever seen are always really, really big <laughs> yeah, and true. super plunk. unhealthy, can't go up and down stairs. Oh, but.
2: It could be the dachshund in him, too. Mm-hmm. They tend to be more slim, I think.
1: Yeah. How has veganism really factored into the behavioral or caring for aspect of having a dog. I know some vegans kind of push back on the idea of pets or companion animals because lack of consent, sometimes even leaving them home alone a lot, and things like that. But anyone's ever seen you and Fernando Interact can tell that this dog has a fantastic life. So how has really your veganism and all that factored into how you raise him from a behavioral perspective?
2: Well, thank you. I, as a typical animal guardian, I do have a lot of, you know, guilt from time to time feeling like you're not doing enough but he does I'm, I'm actually pretty fortunate in that I mostly work from home so I'm able to be there with him most of the time and even when I do have to leave the house most of the time I can schedule it so that he's not home alone for more than a few hours so that is definitely an advantage but I think it's on a case by case basis I mean yeah probably some people that have dogs and are Gone for you know 10 hours a day and leave the dog in the crate. Maybe they shouldn't have a dog, but I don't know. I think it's definitely an individual basis.
1: Yeah, so I agree that a lot of times it's you have to really look at the alternative. If it's a rescue where the alternative is you'll be in a kennel or it's possibly put down, definitely any, I won't say any, but most circumstances would probably be better off giving mm-hmm. the alternative. But if someone's especially if they're adopting or game dog from a breeder i mm-hmm. don't see that as an ethical thing to do if you're just going to leave them home alone for hours and hours and hours on end and not care for them with the love and respect they deserve as feeling living creatures
2: yeah. right right and i really don't understand in this day and age why people still buy from breeders but I don't
0: agreed know. it's just awful and there's so many animals that need homes that are need rescued mm-hmm yeah. Fernandos has kind of become sort of like the animal advocates like mascot in a way because he's always at events if you're there he's there and he's yeah. kind of a superstar a little bit
2: yeah he is he's He's quite comfortable around a vegan table. Mm-hmm. And I like to, when I'm tabling at our different events, I specifically like to hold him sometimes as people are walking by because a lot of people see that our table is vegan and they're like, oh, those weirdos. Like... So I try and hold him up so that people are like, you know, as a point of being relatable to us, that, mm-hmm. you know, we are animal lovers and we have a dog just like you have a dog at home. And you <laughs> might want to stop by and talk to us. So, yeah, I think, I think of him as like a little vegan ambassador. So, yeah, I, that's one really good reason, I think, to bring him along to tabling events is that a lot of people will stop by just to pet him. Mm-hmm. And then at the last second, they'll see the pamphlets on the table. And I will say, oh, which which animal do you like the best? Never say, do you want a pamphlet? Just FYI, a little free tip. Just be like, which animal do you like the best? And then you give him the PETA comic that that they name. Yeah, he's definitely comes in handy Mm -hmm. in helping us reach people in the public.
1: Yeah, while we're talking about tabling, you're basically at every single Animal Advocates event, one of our clutch volunteers. So when someone's tabling or somebody thinking about coming out to an Animal Advocates event as a volunteer or just saying hi to us, what's kind of the experience like as a volunteer with the Animal Advocates when we're tabling at events?
2: What's the experience from our side of the table? Yep,
1: let's just start with, I guess, yeah, volunteers, anyone thinking about joining us or anything.
2: Well, anybody that's interested, I think you should definitely come out whether you have experience doing outreach or not because it's super easy to get into. And as far as I know, it's fine to just, you don't even actually have to do anything the first time or two that you come. You can kind of just sit back and we usually bring like, you know, chairs along where you can sit down and observe what's going on. So there's really no downside if you want to help animals to coming out it's even what we actually do is not that complicated, but it does help to be able to kind of see us in action and see what we do.
0: Back to him and your relationship. Like he is so attached to you. Like he will watch you and it just shows how much that there's love going on there. Like there's a deep love there because, you know, some people that have animals, that they kind of just, like, do whatever. But, like, he will stay by your side. And that's just, that's great.
2: Yes, the separation anxiety is real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you, I tell people at night, sometimes I'll just sit in bed, like, on my laptop. And I'll, like, look to the side. And he'll just be sitting there. And he will sit there for probably, like, 15 to 20 minutes straight just staring at me. Usually until I give him <laughs> what he wants. <laughs> I, I think I've inadvertently trained him that if he stares long enough at me that I will give him what he wants mm-hmm. you would think I would know better because I'm actually a behavior therapist for children mm-hmm. and I teach parents what not to do <laughs> <laughs> I've taught him to stare at me yes until he gets what he wants so usually it's an after dinner T-R-E-A-T is what he's waiting right, for right so yes
1: <laughs> so kids if you're listening out there just stare at your parents <laughs> until you get what you want <laughs> <laughs>
2: and tantrum and if they're ignoring you just keep tantruming until they give you what you want
1: (laughs) you're just trying to get some job security right now (laughs)
2: yeah Yeah, pretty much
1: and those are really all the main questions we have do you have anything else you want to talk about anything else that's been on your mind you'd like to share with our listeners
2: (sighs) not really i'm just really excited for us to get back to doing outreach events i know we've had plenty of like fun vegan events in terms of like all the vegans hanging out and partying but i really feel like it would not be you know what well we do would not be complete obviously without having a return to outreach events so as far as i know i think we're doing dogs day in the park this year mm-hmm. We're doing Lancaster Veg Fest, and I think there was one other one.
1: Lancaster Pride, we just signed up for. Oh, yeah.
0: So I think there might be four things now. Oh,
2: Lancaster Pride. And what was the fourth one?
0: I can't remember off the top of my head now. (laughs) I mean, I think there is one more thing, too. So it's good. Oh, Wolfstock. That's it. I always get that confused with dogs. Yeah, I know. They're kind of similar. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so it's great. I agree. Like, it's time to get back to hard work. (laughs) Like you said, it's really not hard work, it's just hanging out and, you know, educating people. So, yes. But, yeah, I, I agree. It's time to do that again.
1: Yep. Yeah, and th- every kind of activism has its place, but none of them are complete without the others. So we need it all to really have a full picture and a full movement and make sure we're doing as much as possible for the animals. So
2: Absolutely.
1: Fun events are fun. Activism is activism. Sometimes you got to build fences at farmed animal sanctuaries. <laughs> Sometimes you have to do a podcast.
2: Oh, that's, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. We recent, You asked me about activism. We recently did a, well, you guys do most of the work, but we did a... <laughs> Volunteer Day for Huckleberry Trails Animal Sanctuary mm-hmm. in Shermansdale. I think we got a
0: couple
1: others coming up. I think Jupiter's landing.
2: Yeah,
0: there's that. And I think there's uh, Peace With Us or something. I Here think With Us? Called- no. No, not Peace With Us. It's Peace, something Peace. And I can't remember. And that's terrible because the person who owns it was one of my vegan challenger mentees. So I should probably oh, remember. Wait,
2: did you make somebody go vegan and then open a... Animal sanctuary? Yeah. yeah. Yes. You all. Kind of, it kind of <laughs> happened. You must be a rock star mentor. <laughs> I am impressed.
0: <laughs> it just kind of happened. <laughs> so that sanctuary uh, that I was talking about is called Peaceful Follow,
1: and they are in Hanover, I believe. Well, I have one really hardball question. Oh. I know you enjoy your vegan food and you are quite a foodie, but oh. which is better, guacamole or hummus?
2: It's a tie. Is that a cop out? No. I like them both. I'm and team hummus. I actually, what's it?
1: I'm team hummus.
2: Are you? It's kind of like when people ask me what my favorite color is. I don't have a favorite color. I like them all equally. I
0: like that. <laughs> I like that.
2: But no, recently I decided to make an effort to. Go back to fasting, which I'm not doing my crazy fasting like I used to. I'm just doing, like, the regular intermittent fasting. But I've also tried to eat more whole foods um, because I tend to eat a lot of, like, vegan substitutes. So I'm trying, as John can attest, because I sent him all the pictures, um, mm-hmm. to eat more whole foods. Oh, and I was talking about that because you asked me about hummus and guacamole. Right? Yes. And by the way, the Superfoods Protein Bowl at the Veg Hunter is a really good thing to order if you're trying to eat whole foods. Hmm.
1: I did see that. It did Fun look tip. really good.
2: Yeah. And we just ordered some last night, right, Fernandez? <laughs> and we didn't even have to get out of the car because I paid for it over the phone and they brought it out to me. So Nice.
1: Well, if anyone listening wants to be a volunteer or be a part of any of these events, we're going to put a link to the organizers and volunteers group in the show notes. So just join that group and let us know you heard on the podcast. On and we more than happy yep. to have you. This would be a Facebook group. Yes, not a clubhouse group. We're not quite that cool yet. <laughs> Getting there. Getting there. Someday. Maybe. I don't know. Probably not. we got a lot going on. (laughs) But maybe. So it'll be on a Facebook group. It's the Organizers Volunteers group. And that's where you have all the events, all the opportunities, people throwing out ideas. And sometimes people ask, what's vegan in Hanover? Or something like that too. Just to throw questions out there to another group of dedicated, like-minded people. But any, we're coming up on the end of the show. Amy, anything else you want to add? Any final words for our listeners?
2: I hope people who maybe aren't part of, our, of the Animal Advocates can look us up on Facebook and maybe figure out a way to get involved.
1: Yeah, if you want to meet Amy, get to know her a little bit better, show up to one of our events and there's a very good chance she'll be there and then you can hang out with all of us and get more involved with the vegan movement.
2: Oh, but if you see me on Facebook, I have a fake name on there. It's Elizabeth. So if you're looking for me, you might not find me as Amy, just FYI. (laughs) that's it
1: well thank you both for helping out the show today and thank you for listening and or watching have a great day everyone
2: bye ciao
0: thank you for listening to the be kind podcast presented by the animal advocates of south central pennsylvania